0: Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Brown, episode two hundred and ten. Obviously, always brought to you by the Locked On, uh, the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, guys, uh, two days away from football again, so uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. We're going to get into some popular topics that seem to be roster-related and practice-related over the last couple of days. Joining me here this evening, uh, one of the hosts of 108.5 Gridiron, obviously a very, very good Cleveland Browns podcast. And, you know, look, even though sometimes we're competitors, that doesn't mean most of us can't get along. Joining us here this evening, Mr. Anthony, and I forgot to ask you, do I pronounce the J or not? Mr. Anthony Yoki.
1: It, you actually said it correctly because um, it's a Finnish name, so it is pronounced Yoki. But here, uh, it's been pronounced Jokey my entire life. So you actually got it right, which I'm is actually, very rare.
0: I'm actually pretty good with that. Uh, you know, there were things in school I was good, good at. I was good at math. I was good in, you know, vocabulary and English. Everything else really required an effort, not so much. So, um, Anthony, obviously here with two games in, uh, you know, obviously some ups and downs uh, offensively. You know, it was nice to see, you know, week one, we saw a lot of the passing game, which is fantastic. Week two, we saw the rushing game make a, you know, strong statement. The defense, obviously there's been some good, there's been some bad, you know, obviously it looks like, you know, if we get the right mix, we can get some pass rush. Uh, coverage. There's still some issues at times. Obviously, Josh Allen find himself a nice little role for about a quarter and a half. You know, against uh, you know some of the second team defense. You know, as far, but I mean, you know, second team defense and everybody wants to bring that up, guys. Second team defense. It's vital. I mean, there's so many weeks where an NFL defense is down two, maybe three starters. So I'm so sick of everybody saying that. Oh, against the twos, against the twos. How many weeks do you think an NFL defense actually lines up 11 of their first stringers? So you guys got to stop using that as a cop out. If I I can say Josh Allen played well. The stench. Dow- Josh Allen, hater that I am. So can you guys, too. But, Anthony, some thoughts here after two games.
1: Yeah, you know, like you said, the week one was very pass-oriented. Week two was very run-heavy. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see this week how they find a, a mix between the two. Um, the defense has been absolutely wonderful in my eyes. I, Miles Garrett, um, I'll I tell you what, this dude is ready to have a, a bust-out season. Uh, you know, he... Had, I think it was ten and a half sacks, year, sacks last year as a rookie. And I know he's itching to get more. Uh, he's by far the, the brightest spot on defense. The, uh, he's part of that revamp kind of front seven. Uh, the front seven has been playing very well. I'm still concerned about the secondary. Um, and part of that is mostly scheme-related with guys playing so far off the ball, Great Williams, and, you know, we've beat that horse to death. But, you know, I'm really excited for the front seven mostly. Um, you know, they've done well. They're going to have a, a challenge this week. Same with the offense. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it more later. But, you know, the first two weeks, they really haven't been uh, challenged, I think, uh, in terms of pass rushing, uh, which when you have a new offensive line and you're trying to work that in with everybody, I, I think that, you know, this week is going to be a nice barometer of where everything's stands. So uh, I've seen some very good things from the offense so far. Um It'll be interesting to see how they work in everybody. You know, you're not going to be able to work in every single player on offense every single week. Like week one, it was David Njoku who got the majority of the uh, touches and targets. Uh, last week, you know, you had Carlos Hyde to get a lot of, of rushing attempts. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, you've seen, like I said, week one, you saw the pass. Week two, you saw the run. It's going to be very interesting to see how they balance between the two. And, you know, you saw with, Todd Haley, uh, when he was when he was in Pittsburgh, it, one week they could throw the ball forty-five times, fifty times. The next week they'll run the ball thirty times. So really, you're not going to know what you're going to get from week to week. It's just going to be interesting to see if they can um, put it all together in one to in one cohesive unit.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think we're still going to have to, you know, I, I mean, the issue obviously is, you know, with Zeitler missing on the offensive line. So, uh, I mean, you know, all thing, everything we're hearing is, look, they're just basically shutting him down to the point where everything's ready for him to go to week one, which is that, fu- which is fine. But uh, you know, nobody knows if he'll be ready to go week one. So uh, until he is. We're going to have concerns about right guard. I think we're starting to get a little bit better. You know, Austin Corbett week two was a big step up for him Uh, and Nick Chubb. I think it was, you know, obviously the two guys drafted in the early 30s. It was very interesting for that, but it was very needed because, I mean, these guys had rough looks the week one. Um, You know, there's always that adapting to the NFL game speed, even if it is a preseason week one. But, you know, even still, these guys have been stars all their lives. There's a little bit of a, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when they got home and they watched the film, man, I didn't play so well. Man, I, I've, I've never played a football game where I didn't play well. So, yeah, but it was great to see them bounce back in week two. But like you said, now let's start to see the blend here. Um, you know, and I'm sure Todd Haley wanted to go guns and blaze in week one because that's just the type of personality he is. So it's going to be interesting how that plays out. Obviously, you know, as we go into this week with the Eagles, um, you brought up the pass rush. Um, if you want to get tested by the pass rush, Philadelphia Eagles, who can bring a bunch of different guys inside, outside. This is probably uh, the team you want, you know, you want to see as far as, you know, where your offensive line at is in their pass blocking schemes. So they should get a good test this week. Uh, Anthony, what other one I want to get to? Uh, it seems to be a big Twitter topic and obviously Hugh Jackson is consistently asked about it. Uh, you know, Basing on what you said, uh, you know, I may have a tangent in my not in my response to you, but to this subject, Baker Mayfield's not getting any reps with the number one offense. I look, everyone, no one. It's not that anyone disbelieves that Baker Mayfield right now is the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. I don't think anybody, to a man, a fan anywhere, believes that Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, Tyrod Taylor is not the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. But the fact that you have a rookie quarterback who's most likely your number two. And you have a guy, in Drew Stanton, you know, who, who basically is here to obviously cut the crust off of Baker's bread for him, but he's not getting any reps with the ones. There has to be a little bit of cause of concern if something did indeed happen to Tyrod Taylor and none of these guys have even taken a snap with the ones.
1: Yeah, hey, you know, you're right. It's been a very uh, interesting topic on both the radio and on Twitter. And, you know, we know how things can take off. And, uh, you know, we saw yesterday Hugh get tested. Uh, when asked about it so
0: i think he was testy at who asked it
1: no well, true yesterday true yeah but you know it, i i personally don't mind that it's all gone to tyrod you know it's a new it's a new offensive system i would say maybe if this was haley's second year and you know these guys were here last year and uh, or at least if Tyrod was here last year and Baker came in this year, I, I would be more concerned about it. My my thought is that it's it's a brand new system. Taylor needs every single rep that he can get, including in practice and in games. If their focus is to winning football games and which by all accounts, that's exactly their goal this year is to win football games. Um, you know, he needs all the reps that he can get. So, I'm not entirely too concerned with uh, Baker not getting any first-team reps. I mean, with the work that they do daily with different receivers, I'm sure they're running the same stuff with the second string, um, you know, with the second-string offense as well. So I'm not entirely too concerned that Baker wouldn't be able to step right in, or, or even Drew Stanton because Stanton is a pro; he's been here been in this league for a long time uh, as a backup. So he knows how to repair. He knows how to get himself ready. Um, I, I really think that it, it really, to me, is a an issue that uh, Baker is not getting any reps right now with the first-team offense.
0: Well, for me, I, I go back to, you know, there were years ago and somebody was at a, you know, Colts practice and said, wow, your backup quarterback doesn't get any reps. And the response was, well, if 18, being Peyton Manning, Gets hurt, we're effed. We don't practice being effed, but this is a different situation. And look, I you know I don't believe Cleveland has any intention of sitting Baker Mayfield for the entire season. But I, for me, if it, it is a new offense, then and, and and especially if it's a new offense and it's a new system, and there's a lot of new parts here, you need to have somebody ready to go. Because look, how many times have we seen a quarterback go down and go down quickly in week one? So for me, it makes it, it you know it wouldn't be a big deal. Like, we believe you. Tyrod Taylor is your starter. Everyone believes you. But there's no reason to say that, you know, we gave Baker Mayfield reps today because, God forbid, something happens to Tyrod Taylor. We have to have a backup quarterback ready to go in. Uh, And the other thing is, you know, know, Tyrod Taylor isn't Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. So it's not like we have this stalwart at the position where, you know, there's going to be, you know, that it's so great that he says, I take every rep, and basically he calls it and he says it. So that's what upsets me there. The other thing is, is, you know, a lot of times with, you know, these other teams with these great quarterbacks, their backup quarterbacks suck. So it doesn't matter because even, you know, you can have all the reps you want. I'm already paying a quarterback $27 million a year. I can't afford to pay anybody else to pay, play the position. So if he goes down, yes, in essence of what the Colts said, we are effed. So, you know, in that respect, it's just, but it makes no, look, nobody's going to, no. I mean, nobody's going to jump and think it's a QB controversy because you see Gabe Baker, me feel some reps. And it's kind of funny though, Hugh, who's huge on veteran days off, Tyra Taylor's one of the most veteran guys they have. So why did the veteran day off not apply and say, look, we just wanted to get the other guys some work and make sure, you know, they got, you know, all the throws they needed. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not much to quibble about, but it seems a lot of people want to quibble about it, so that's why we went there, uh, guys. Locked on NFL. My buddy Matt Williamson over there is doing a fantastic job. Gonna have a strong, strong lineup for you starting September once the regular season gets going. Uh, Monday, you know, sit down with local experts, obviously talk all the games, uh, you know, Sunday, Sunday night, previews for Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, Mike Renner from PFF, you are know, part of The Bachelor, obviously going to be on there. Sage Rosenfeld, you're going to get a quarterback expert. Obviously four, uh, five strong rookie quarterbacks this year. Uh, you know, Sage is going to be able to give you a lot of intel on that. Mike Sando from ESPN is going to be coming on later in the week, starting to preview into the next weekend's games. So check out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson doing a fantastic job. Anthony, um, this is one other one I want to get to today because a lot of people are giving me a hard time, and I had no idea there were so many Spencer Drango fans. Um, The way this offensive line stuff is shaking out, it's going to be a question of whether or not they keep eight or whether or not they keep nine, obviously. Most of the time, most NFL teams, it's eight. It looks like Greg Robinson, they think that they like and They seem to like him as a swing tackle. Also, you can use him as a goal line tight end. Um, it also seemed obviously, you know, your backup center in, uh, you know, your backup center uh, readers obviously here safe in that respect. Um, so it looks like we're headed to basically a steel cage death match here, maybe between Spencer Durango and Sean Coleman. Uh, that's a good shot here. Only one of these guys are going to stay. Cast your vote for who
1: you like. You know, you you mentioned Spencer Durango fans and I kind of am one of them. Uh, I really don't, you know, I, I don't tweet about a whole lot, but I thought last year uh, after Joe Thomas went down, I I thought he did a a decent job about as well as you can when you're replacing a future hall of famer. So I I think that there's something there uh, to being a backup, Uh, you know, as compared to to Sean Coleman, I haven't seen anything between last season and this season that makes me think that, um, you know, he's a, he's a decent NFL lineman. So if, if, you know, you mentioned the steel cage death match, I'm, cast my vote for Spencer Django. Uh, I think he'll definitely be on this roster. You know, there's even opportunity that even both these guys could be gone. Uh,
0: I think that's a strong possibility, but this is going to be the popular one right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have the waiver wire. You still have a couple guys in free agency that you could possibly bring in. um, But, you know, that waiver wire is going to be extremely busy. Uh, John Dorsey is going to be all over that. Uh, one of the roster cutdowns happened uh, after that fourth preseason game. So if I had to cast a vote, i put it on Spencer Drongo. I, I think he, he's capable. He can play guard. He can play tackle. So uh, just the versatility and being decent at what I've seen so far, uh, that's who has my vote. Uh, well, first things
0: first, like you brought up the waiver wire. Um, Obviously, guys, keep your thing. keep your eyes on anything Kansas City does, anything the Green Bay Packers do. Uh, any, fan, any offensive lineman is cut from either of those squads. might be something you, you're going to want to check out. It could be a high possibility. You know, if somebody's brought in, obviously, with the front office. that has got familiarity with both those franchises. Um, I'm going to go with Sean Coleman on this one. Um, Sean Co- uh, look, Spencer Drango was not given the right tackle job last year. Sean Coleman was given it. And I will agree with you that Spencer Drango, and I think a lot of it was is everybody felt so bad that Joe Thomas went down that they kind of said, look, he's doing the best that he can there. So maybe, you know, it was the question of, you know, was he doing the best that he can? Was the best that he can good enough? He was never really a mention as a left tackle going into the season, Spencer Drango. So that, you know, causes me some hesitation. And a lot of what the feedback I'm getting today is, well, you know, well, he's got guard experience. Well, he was a left tackle his entire life till they started to start playing him in guard. And it's a natural progression if you cannot prove yourself at guard to get yourself kicked inside, and obviously, you know, go play a guard position. So, you know, and if it's the right guard, Sean Coleman, why can't he go from right tackle to right guard? Um, He can play right tackle, you know, if it comes down to it. Obviously, they wanted an upgrade there, and they made an upgrade there, so maybe there's a change in what this organization thinks. For me personally, if it comes down to it, uh, if I'm wearing the Vince McMahon hat, you know, and I'm right in the end of the match, I'm going to keep Sean Coleman. Uh, And, look, I'm a Baylor guy. I I stand for these Baylor guys. Guys, Corey Coleman, you guys know how upset I am about that. I was even a Bryce Petty fan. I usually stick up for the Baylor guys. This one, though, if I'm writing the script, Sean Coleman, I hate to do it to you. I mean, Spencer Drango, I hate to do it to you. But I'm going to keep Sean Coleman. Guys, that's enough time spent on possibly the eighth or ninth offensive line on this roster. But you guys wanted to talk about it, so I decided to throw it in tonight's show mix. Uh, one other thing that I do want to get to here, and obviously, like I said, we got football probably less than 48 hours away here. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you know, obviously you know, playing the Super Bowl champs. Anthony, uh, five guys that you're looking for, whether it's, you know, a roster spot maybe on the line, or you need to see a little bit something, or you've seen something and you'd like to see a little bit more. Let's go through this one by one. Give me some five guys you're looking for this week.
1: All right. Well, the first one, you know. I kind of threw in the whole offensive line unit. Like I said, they haven't really been tested yet. But if I wanted to watch one particularly, it's Petonio. No, Philly has pass rushers galore. They have Derek Bennett or Derek Barnett, Michael Bennett, Chris Long, Brandon Graham, a multitude of guys. So they haven't really been tested yet. And we know what Petonio can do in run blocking. It's against those speed rushers on the outside that we don't know what he can do. If he can hold his own against these guys this week uh, for the first two or three quarters, I I really think that, you know, we might be okay in terms of left tackle position because teams are built nowadays, quarterback, guys who can throw the ball, guys who can rush after the quarterback, um, and guys who can protect the quarterback. So if he could somehow manage his own against uh, against the Eagles this week and all those pass rushers that they have, I really think that, uh, you know, we might be okay in terms of losing Joe Thomas and having that left tackle position at least locked down for this season. Um, I, well, I, I, I'm confident enough in Joel, but I do agree
0: with you. Like, we need to see a quality rusher with Joel on an island with him. And, you know, I don't have any of my doubts. And uh, one of my guys, uh, James Colburn, does a great job with metric profiles. And, you know, when the selection was made, he's like, oh, well, that's a shame, you know, that Joel Batonio went to Cleveland because in my opinion, he's a left tackle. Um, I do not agree the way Cleveland handled it. Um, he should have been the left tackle from the day that, the second the draft ended. And they just said, look, Joel, this could be a one year thing. This could be a three, four year thing. But uh, you're the best we got right now. Uh, you'd be the natural successor to Joe. You were now taking over this this offensive line meeting room. So you know, it made the most sense. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to fault you with look. Let's get him out there against you know a 250 pound defensive end, who's going to be able to do his thing against Joe, as opposed to where uh, Joel, as opposed to where Joel is going to be able to say, all right, man, let's run the ball, and all right, I'll eat up this guy who weighs 250. Go ahead, Anthony. Who you got next for us?
1: All right, the next one is Duke Johnson. You know, I talked earlier about you know week one was David Njoku, week two was Carlos Hyde. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they can really fit all these components on offense together uh duke's kind of been mia for the first couple of weeks he's only had five total carries uh in the first two weeks he's had zero targets in the passing game so i'm I, i'm really curious how you know they plan on using him this season uh they obviously signed a, a slack guy in landry even though he's probably gonna play outside um you know that's i think where that's where duke plays the best uh in, in the passing games in the slot so i it, to me, I, I want to see if they're going to do anything special with Duke. Maybe they're keeping it under wraps for the regular season because we know that he's a playmaker and we know what he can do uh, in terms of the passing game. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing if they give us a little tease at, at least of what Todd Haley plans on doing with uh, Duke Johnson this week.
0: I, I, I agree with you on Duke Johnson. It's kind of been a little bit of a mystery that he's been kind of under wraps. So maybe kind of even when the, the big focus last week was on him running the ball, So maybe he's, you know, obviously maybe some obviously, you know, still featured as a pass receiver, and you mix and match. But I'm also wondering though if Todd Haley kind of is in the back of his mind, kind of saying, I really like what I got here, and I don't want anybody to know what my intentions are. So it, you know, unless Duke gets, you know, eight to ten touches this week, I think Todd Haley's kind of sitting in the corner, rubbing his hands together with, like, I got some really, really fun ideas, and there's just stuff that you guys aren't going to be privileged to right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've seen what he can do with Le'Veon Bell. Now, Duke Johnson is no Le'Veon Bell, but I think there's certain tools that both those players possess that Todd Haley's going to have a lot of fun with.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, guys, if you haven't noticed, uh, the Lockdown Network, um, they've started a college portion, Lockdown College. Uh, some of the biggest universities are up now. Uh, you know, BYU is up and running. I know, uh, uh, I believe Tennessee is up and running. So that's all going to be up and going by college football season, obviously, which starts as uh, soon as, I believe, yeah, this Saturday, obviously some college football games. But check out Lock On College, uh, you know, whatever your favorite university is. You know, go ahead, check it out. Uh, you know, they're going to try to represent as quickly as they can almost every big program that's out there. So Locked On College, guys, be on the uh, lookout for it. Go ahead, subscribe, download to those fellows as well. All right, Anthony, that was two out of five. Let's roll on, man.
1: Let's go. You're going to absolutely love this next one. And the next one is Gernard Avery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I knew you'd get excited about this one. This guy has all the tools that you want in linebacker. This guy uh, has the capability to start right now. Um, you know, he's kind of been out there quite a bit. Um, the one play that is ingrained in my mind from him last week is. Um, when AJ McCarron was rolling out to the left and running out of bounds, the closing speed that Avery had uh, to push him out of bounds was absolutely insane. I haven't seen a player fly like that on defense in quite a while. And for you to be a 250-pound a linebacker and move like that, I was really impressed. Um, you know, it won't happen this year, but this he's going to start at some point. And I, I'm, I wonder – and if he's going to be the guy that pushes Jamie Collins out of town here. And I don't know if it's going to happen during the season, this season, next off season, It could shockingly happen, um, you know, roster cut time. Uh, I don't see it happening then. But I, this guy is definitely uh, here to stay for a long time. He's a good pass rusher. He could fly all over. So I just want to see him continue to grow uh, on the football field.
0: Uh, he was very impressive. And the thing was, after missing week the week one preseason game, sometimes a rookie, and especially if you're you know a guy who was drafted day three like Gennard Avery was, and guys, one of the reasons Gennard Avery, did love him as a prospect, but one of the other things is my oldest daughter, her name is Avery, so there's always going to be that there. But the thing with Gennard Avery was, as early as he got into this game in week two, as a day three draft choice, you show, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, it shows the Browns really think they have something with this guy. And now the play, you know, obviously Anthony brought up, you know, where he was, you know, 12 yards past the line of scrimmage, The, you know, obviously Josh Allen went on the scramble, and a beeline, like his hair was on fire, chased him down. But then there was a lot where he was up against the line and run, and there was a lot, you know, getting some pass rush. They think they have something here. And somebody actually dropped me a, a, a message the other day and said, You know, if he's got this kind of versatility that we saw in a a limited, limited small sample size in one preseason game, maybe Jamie Collins is a guy you do want to keep around this year just to let Jannard Avery watch him do his thing. Because, you know, Jamie Collins, we've never really seen the New England version of Jamie Collins here with the Cleveland Browns. But Jannard Avery could be the New England version of Jamie Collins but be it in a Browns uniform. So absolutely, Jarnard Avery, um, you're probably going to get even a deeper look this week, you would think, in his third preseason game. And if they like what they see, we're not going to see him much week four. So that's three out of five from Anthony, guys.
1: All right, the next two are are guys that are on the bubble. And, you know, these are guys I'm going to be paying particularly close attention to. And The first one has kind of become a fan favorite thanks to Hard Knocks, and that is Devin Kajust. Um, you know, I think he has a, a decent shot of making this team. Uh, Seth DeValve has been hurt. Um, he hasn't played the first two preseason games. He started practice last week and got uh, re-aggravated his injury, so he's definitely on the bubble. Uh, I think it's, it's going to come down to Juiced and uh, DeValve uh, for that third tight end spot. Uh, we've seen him. Use, we've seen DeValve used uh, differently, more as a, a guy that lines out on the outside uh, you know, kind of in the slot. So. I don't think his juice is that versatile, but this dude's toughness. Uh, you saw it in hard knocks of, uh, how he was banged up and, and playing. Uh, uh, it's a feel good story. And, you know, these are guys you kind of you know, fall in love with and you can thank hard knocks for that one. So, uh, he's a guy I think who has to have a very good game in terms of blocking. And, um, you know, if they decide to throw him the ball, catch everything that comes his way. So, uh, he's the guy on the bubble that I'm, I'm really interested in seeing uh, how he performs in the second half this week.
0: Uh, yeah, he is definitely interesting, and uh, I know Jeff Risen over at uh, Browns Wire put out his uh, you, know, you know put his guess out at the final 53, and had them keeping four tight ends, and part of his thinking there was is you know David Njoku, you know he kind of you can consider him as a wide receiver, you can consider him as a tight end, so I mean he can kind of bounce in between. So maybe that's how you would end up with four tight ends or three tight ends. And David Njoku, who, you know, just a damn beast that he would stick around. Um, it, it's interesting for him. Seth DeValve, man, I mean, the way it's going, he could find himself up on, on the pup list. I'm not really sure. But uh, look, you know, when you got a uh, when you have a you know new front office and, you know, guys like John Dorsey and the whole football guy approach, Seth DeValve right now isn't doing himself any favors by being injured. Um, as much as we love the thoughts of the two athletic tight ends, you know, you think about Todd Haley and, you know, what was, went on in Pittsburgh for a while. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe David Najogu's just enough. Maybe he's got Daniel Fells to do the blocking. And then if you need a third tight end, there's Kajust. So, I mean, it's possible, you know, and, you know, I still think, that, I, I do believe there's a strong possibility that Seth DeValve. If we don't see something soon, he could find up on he could find himself on the pup list. Uh, yeah, so that, all right.
1: Oh, I, was, I, I was gonna say even a pup list or IR uh, at some point Designated for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, something
0: return. like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's four out of five, obviously from Good Anthony here. Uh, Anthony, let's go.
1: All right. Last one is uh, another guy who's on the bubble, and to me, and that's Jamie Meter. Um, he's been here for quite a while. Uh, you've seen the emergence of. Uh, Larry Gogan, Joby, third-round pick of Chad Thomas at defensive tackle. So to me, Meter might be on the outside looking in because Chad Thomas is a guy that they just brought in in the draft in the third round. So um, Meter needs to play well. Now, it might help him that uh, Trevon Cooley hasn't played yet. Um, He's still injured. Uh, So that's maybe one reason he might make the team. But when Cooley is healthy, uh, I think Meter might be on the outside looking in.
0: I think that's a strong possibility, and a lot of this could be solved. Look, anything after Larry Ogunjobi is a concern. Um, Thomas, I love the fact that the guy's outside interests, has outside interests, but it seems his outside interest is a very, very, very big interest. Uh, everything about him is about his, you know, the music and what he's into, and look, that is absolutely fantastic, and it looks like he has a life in music, whenever he chooses to explore it to that level. But defensive tackle as a whole, uh, look, can we stop screwing around already and somebody get Jonathan Hankins on the phone and just say, look, you lazy piece of junk, uh, we understand you don't want camp, get your butt in here, you're familiar to the Ohio area, this is the best shot you got. And look, Jonathan Hankins wants long-term, big-term money. Well, you're not going to do that until you show it and you show the commitment to the game. But yes, defensive tackle as a whole is something we got to be concerned with Meter in, you know, in-step with all of that. Uh, you know, Joby cannot do it all by himself. But defensive tackle, yeah, that is definitely something we're worried about.
1: Well, uh, to, to, uh, and, let me – I was gonna say, I'm not as worried about it because you have a lot of guys on the outside like Nassib and uh, Agba and even Garrett yeah, that could kick inside the, as well.
0: That kind of works more for the passing downs, though. I mean, you know – there's gonna be issues you know you know you know there's gonna be third and twos there's gonna be second and ones there's gonna be goal line situations and you want guys you know you don't want to you know stick those guys in there because i mean who's gonna to go to the outside if emmanuel agba comes inside and that's where it worries me about it just let's find somebody just somebody step up inside because for me you know i love the fact that these guys can rotate and do it but, you know, there's no reason. I mean, there's this beautiful set of book-end ends here. So, you know, unless we're rotating them for pass-rushing situations, I don't want to rotate them for run situations. There's too much traffic in there, and that's where these guys can get dinged up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're right. I, but I, I think that, you know, when you're in those short yard situations, I think you have Joby, you have Brantley. Uh, you know, when Cooley comes back, I, I think you're okay enough.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Anthony, uh, the show, uh, no, I, you guys go weekly, correct?
1: Um, mostly weekly, sometimes twice a week. Uh, I think during the season here we'll be going twice a week um, on our podcast, and that is uh, 1085 Gridiron. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at 1085 Gridiron. You can find us on Facebook at the same thing. Um, you know, We just got onto Spotify. Uh, we're working to get on iHeartRadio, so be sure to go check us out on Spotify. Uh, we're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Overcast app. So pretty much any kind of podcasting platform that you use, we're on. Um, you know, like I said, we're here probably twice a week for the regular season. Um, you know, we'll be on early in the week to review the game and later in the week to preview the game. So uh, as we get into football season here, we're going to be very busy uh, with our podcast. Not as busy as you because you go every single day, but we'll be, uh, we'll be pretty busy.
0: And as you guys like to joke, uh, if you want to know when Cleveland Browns news is going to break, uh, check Anthony's timeline and see when they're going to record, because that's usually when something yes. drops major. So, yes. uh, But a pleasure having you, Anthony. Uh, you know, obviously we got to talk drafts, obviously, you know, in, in April, which is fun. Uh, you know, it was great to get you back on here now that everything's back up and running for the season. Uh, guys, follow the show at Locked On Browns. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, me and Anthony gave you some points here tonight. Obviously, the Baker getting reps with the one. Uh, you know, uh, obviously, Drango Coleman. Maybe there's only room for one here. Uh, obviously, and Anthony gave you his five guys. Four he's looking forward to for Thursday night. You guys will probably get mine tomorrow night during that show. Uh, but, guys, thanks for everything. Uh, subscribe, guys, please. The sound is so much better now. I appreciate all the feedback. Please make sure you leave those reviews reviews on iTunes. Subscribe, download, leave a review. I appreciate you guys so much. Until tomorrow night, guys, let's go Browns.